Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by the Smirk Smasher, a human-sized bug swatter. Do bugs annoy you? Do annoying friends bug you? Then consider the Smirk Smasher. Whether it's mosquitoes, horseflies, or Derek-like companions, you can use the Smirk Smasher to wipe that grin right off their face. Literally. This five-pound club is the perfect backpacking tool to prevent bugs and friends from ticking you off. Check it out at smirksmasher.derek. What's up, everybody, B&B family? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who regularly slaps himself in the face on the trail because he thinks he's a mosquito because he bugs himself that much. Carl Mandrioli. Yes. We are yes. here. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're taking a page out of my dad joke book. Is that correct? Oh, no. I don't even have a joke book. Okay. Well. Do you have a joke book? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lots of them. <laughs> oh, that, that explains <laughs> so much. <laughs> With me today is Derek Somerville, a man who once crossed a centipede and a parrot in order to make a walkie-talkie. Wow. Page five. <laughs> wow. Page five. No wonder. I was like, there's no way you came with that on your own. That's, that was too... Yeah. Wow. We've talked, we've talked about bugs before, but this is our first bug-centric the, episode, correct? It's the bug man. Yeah. The tick, the tick master. Tick, tick terminator. terminator, not the master. That's different. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So we got Brian Anderson. Found, he's probably like one of the most entertaining bug passionate people out yeah. there. I, I enjoyed this thoroughly. I mean yeah. I learned a lot too about the tick. So Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that. This is good. For sure. So we got the tick terminator on and whether you live in a very uh ticky environment or not, we we talked kinda all mm. bugs, but definitely tick focused here. I mean, you're going to learn something. I think you're going to learn something. Unless you're just like in Tickville and you know everything about ticks already. I mean, I don't see how you wouldn't learn something. And he's he's just he was fun. He had some great stories too. So this was great. I'm not in a tick area at all. So so I'm this is this was great for yeah, me. Yeah, and as we learned in our upcoming interview, you actually are in a tick area, but you just haven't had the pleasure. I mean, maybe they just don't like me then. No, well that that could be true too, right? Over my whole life, we learned that I mean, as well. That that's that's definitely I'm possible. Not. Right, it's, that is possible. I'm a city dweller, though. I don't, you know, frolic in the leaves outside right. every single day like you might in Colorado. So, right. So we're gonna learn about yeah what to do when you get ticks, how to avoid them, the best tools you can use to make sure that you have a pleasurable trail experience, 
And he's even right. got some stories that are like borderline horror movies, correct? For sure. Yeah. You're going to have some dreams, sure. of, some dreams about these. <laughs> Pleasant? Maybe not. We'll find out. So without further ado, we've got Brian Anderson, The Tick Terminator. All right. We are on with Brian Anderson, a.k.a. The Tick Terminator. How's it going, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. I love talking ticks. It's a crazy subject, but it's, it's me. <laughs> talking ticks. TikTok. Yeah. The TikTok. That's right. The true yeah. TikTok. Yeah, this is our first bug-based episode. I know your your expertise is ticks, but we're probably going to work on all sorts of of different stuff. So yeah, he's gonna be able, he's gonna be able to help me a lot because Carl bugs me a lot. <laughs> Got it. That was that was your joke. That was your kind of joke right there. Yeah. It was. It was. You're so, right. all right. Can you give us a little bit of background about yourself? So, your nickname, the Tick Terminator. Like, where does that come from? Where does the passion come from? Just yeah. What's the, what's the backstory? What's the origin <laughs> the story? Passion, so like. I mean, I've always had a weird fascination with ticks. I mean, uh, when I grew up, uh, we did not have them where I lived, but we would go to visit my grandparents, and they had them up there. And I remember being a little kid. Uh, you know, just, just thinking about these little bugs that crawl on you. And they were kind of fascinating because you couldn't even feel them. You couldn't feel them when they bit you. And, uh, you know, at night when I was like five, six years old, you know, we stripped down to nothing but a smile. Mama would come in there and, and uh, do tick checks when we were at grandparents, <laughs> you know. <laughs> a tick check. It was very yeah. important to do. And uh, she'd pull them off us and they never had a problem with them, ever. I remember, watch, I remember watching my grandpa take them okay. off the dog. And they were about the size of a, of a dime. I mean, <laughs> just disgusting. Wow. And I'm one of three boys. Oh I can't remember if me and my brothers ever took a hammer to them. You know, did the, you know, you can imagine what you do with a hammer and little boys in uh, a fat tick full oh. of blood. I, I, don't, I don't know if we did that, but uh, we may have. Wow. This is a strong start. This is a strong start, <laughs> I got to say. Wait, so just to clarify, so you take a... A hammer to a tick. Hey, you smash that blood. Gotta get it out of there. <laughs> wait, wait, Brian. Where, where is this in the country? So I don't ever move there. Is that <laughs> Michigan? Michigan. Got it. So okay. never move to Michigan. Upper Michigan. Upper Michigan. Actually. Got it. Okay. Yes. The, the okay. UP you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Upper Peninsula. Yeah. The UP. Upper. Look at you. Upper. You're like okay. a local already, Carl. Look at you. I lived. In, I lived in Michigan for a year. You're, you're big. You're big time. Yeah. All right. Thanks for okay. knowing that. Appreciate. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. We, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, it sounds like you're pretty excited, especially early on to catch them. So, I mean, even nowadays, when you catch a tick, do you ever just just kind of relish the fact and just have it in your hands and say, <laughs> before you get after it? Nobody does. Yeah. That and I can't wait to take a hammer to it. Yeah. Uh, either I taught my grandkids how to use a magnifying glass on a tick, you know, and, and the shine it so you get the sun coming through it and it has a little, you can burn them, you know what I mean? Wow. You can watch, you can watch oh, them smoke. Yeah. Uh, so they, they really are the Terminator. You're not, you're like, no he's not messing around. Yeah. I like it. He's not messing right. around. I made a video with my grandkids and called it Tick Perfect, you know, because of a, like, kind of like a, a Dude Perfect. So we wanted to make right. it Tick Perfect. And uh, actually my grandson, who was about 17 <laughs> at the time when we made it, uh, he ended up using a sledgehammer with a tick on an old laptop computer. So he wrecked the computer and wrecked the tick both, you know, so it was a pretty funny video. Wow. Okay, I don't think I saw that one. I think, it, I think we're going to check that one out, Derek. So um, maybe we'll include that a link to that. Is that on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. I have a small okay. a few, a few videos in there. It's a pretty funny one. Maybe we'll include yeah. that in our description. Send yeah. that Send that link. We'll, we'll <laughs> okay. send that link. Okay. We'll put it up. That's hilarious. Do you, do you have like a really good like bug-based story that like would gross somebody out? 
Like, is there like a top story or two that you're like, this he's, story. he's already talking sledgehammers and yeah, big fat ticks that are dime size. It's gonna be hard to top it. This is the Terminator, Carl. I actually got a couple. A Jeez. Couple. I remember one time I got a tick. Well, actually, I was doing some work under under houses, you know, and crawl space stuff like that. Came home one night. I told my yeah. wife, I said, "Honey, I think I got a sliver in my back back here where I can't, I can barely touch it." And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I felt just like a sliver in there. And so she comes up to it and she says. You know, with a needle in her hand, she's ready to pick it out, and she says, "Honey, it's yeah. not a, it's not a sliver. It's a tick. There's legs coming out of it. That thing had, it had oh, burrowed its, wow. burrowed itself right into the skin. <laughs> oh, usually, usually, a tick is like a little skin tag. You can flop it back and forth, you know. And this one wow. burrowed it right in. We couldn't even get it out. We tried all the old wives' tales, you know, uh, uh, rubbing alcohol that to take Burn. it out, nail polish, you know, Vaseline. Nothing took it out." So finally, I ended up going to a doctor wow. to get it out, and he used a fine tip tweezers, which is the best way to take it out. But it was stuck wow. in there good. Wow. Here's the best story I've got, though. Uh, my wife's looking at Facebook a couple of years ago, and she says, Honey, you got to come and see this picture. Uh, she didn't tell me what it was. And you know, sometimes you look at a picture, it's magnified, and so you're not quite sure what you're looking at. So I said, Honey, I give up. Okay, what am I looking at? She says, You are looking at the eyeball, the white of somebody's eyeball. And that little brown speck on Uh-oh. there is actually a tick stuck to that guy's eyeball. Stop. Stop no. it. Come on. Wow. So, wow. That's so wrong. Yeah. I would like to apologize <laughs> to everybody listening out there who has nightmares now from this these stories here. This, <laughs> oh, these are legitimately scenes out of a horror film, in, at least move, in my book. Move out of the UP, <laughs> stat. Get out of the UP. This, this guy was in Kentucky when it happened. Okay. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Let me add that to no Kentucky or Michigan. <laughs> Guys, I I can't get too technical on this next one here, but I will just say this: ticks can get stuck any place where there is skin on your body. Oh wow! I, I think I know where we're going with this. So, so I will just say yes. Whatever you're thinking, yes, even wow. there too. Wow. I'm a California boy. We don't really have this problem, and this is like mind blowing to hear this right. some of this stuff. So. Wow! Thank so you. You Those don't are... think you don't think there's any ticks in California? I'm not. No, no, no. I know there are, but I've just I've never had the issue with ticks where I'm doing like tick checks nightly. Right. Right. You know. Um, have you ever considered going like out onto the trail? At oh, times? Well, here just, we go. We have a backpacking podcast. Do we? All, so. Do we? I don't yeah. live out. Th- I don't know. Okay. There's been three ticks I've pulled off people in Southern California, and they're all in the Orange County area. So never yeah. had a problem. Yeah. Never had a problem with. It. Now, where where were they? I mean, uh, were they in the wilderness or were they? In, I mean, I've even heard of ticks on a grass and okay. beach areas. Yeah, no, they were. It was it was trails, kind of, of like in the foothills, Yikes. trails based. And okay, yeah, I had to pull one off my wife after we were out on a trail run, and a couple off of our good buddy Rocky, who's been on our show a few times. And Yikes. Uh, now you were on a, you were on a run. You said not not hiking. You're on a run. Right, right. And she picked them up during the wow. run. I mean, yeah, I mean, we might have been. Who knows? At one point, maybe we were walking for a section or resting, or I had no idea. So we we didn't Sheesh. see it until afterwards. But yeah, we haven't. I mean, that's really been the extent of my issues with ticks. I haven't had a lot. I mean, I haven't had one on myself, and but I know that we are going to be heading into areas that are going to be heavier with ticks. At least, at least I am this summer. So this is very interesting to me. So getting down to business. Mm. We don't want those stories to happen to us. So, right. what are the best ways to prevent ticks? Just like, just not even have an issue with them whatsoever. 
Okay, I'll tell you some of them. Some of them are, number one is, if you're in the woods, stay on a path, okay? If you're hiking, okay? Stay on a path mm -hmm. as much as you possibly can because ticks are going to only be in uh, low-lying grass, shrubs, stuff like that. They don't drop out of trees. They don't jump. They don't fly. They're on a little blade of grass or vegetation, and they're, they're opportunists. They're mm -hmm. just waiting to uh, jump a ride and you know, hitch a ride on somebody, and they don't even ask for permission. I mean, they're hitchhikers without saying a word. They're very <laughs> sneaky. Right. And uh, very rude at that, that, you know, because they get on and they suck your blood. Is this another reason right. to wear, like, some kind of pants instead of shorts, like Carl does? Yeah, pants would be advisable. I mean, advisable? Helpful? I know it's hot in the summertime, too. But if you, if you are yeah. going to wear pants, right. uh, tuck your <laughs> – it looks kind of corny. But if you tuck your, uh, your pants into your socks, Ooh. less apt for them Ooh. to get underneath it mm, is one okay. way. Derek likes to tuck his shirt into his pants and this pull his pants way up. Is, is that, that yeah okay. regularly? <laughs> <laughs> when I go to the store wearing my backpack like Carl does, um, <laughs> that's good to know. Okay, that's good to know. The very best repellent that you can possibly use is a product called permethrin. Okay, permethrin. Permethrin. Yeah. At full disclosure, full disclosure, I use that not for ticks but more for mosquitoes. And it was a long time ago, and it did nothing for me. And I, and I actually mentioned that on the po on our podcast. I think it was last year. And I got a ton of pushback on that. People, I, I guess, uh, east of Colorado were like, we can't even go backpacking without that stuff. Really? So, yeah. So I had, I had to kind of walk that back since I don't live. I mean, Brian, Brian, you know, do you think it's kind of like, is it, are the ticks kind of like the mosquitoes in the sense of like, you know, maybe you're, what are those, what do people say? Like your blood type might attract them more or if you eat garlic and all these things. Are, are ticks in that realm as well? Some people can, yeah. Some people can seem like for some reason attract more than others. Yeah. Uh, mm. but ticks are going to, uh, they, they have very poor eyesight, mm. uh, almost, almost no eyesight at all. So they're going to smell our CO2 that we breathe out. Mm. They're going to just smell, mm. uh, human, you know, sweat, anything like that. Uh, that reminds them of mammals, you know, or, or, or animals or blood. Yeah. Carl um, sweats a lot. So that's yeah. what they're, that's what they're going to pick yeah. up on. So, uh, so Derek's garlic breath, is that an attractant or a repellent for ticks? That's a, that's a repellent. For sure, okay. your armpits with the CO two is an attractive though. So. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. You know, but I, I did. I, I, this is a true story here. I, I talked to uh, a guy who runs a little uh, outdoor show. I did a segment for him a couple years ago, and uh, he was telling me, he says, Brian, you know, uh, you told me that uh, ticks don't like uh, citrus, you know, oranges and stuff like that. And he says, you're kidding, Brian. I said, no, I'm not. Hmm. Uh, but he says, Brian, I literally drink six bottles of Sundrop soda a day. Okay, and I'm thinking, man, that's a lot of sugar. But I said, you know what? Sun drops he says, I never get ticks. I yeah, said, well, if right. they, they may smell that sun drop soda oozing out of your pores. And to, and to a tick, you stink like a sewer. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the problem with that is you also so, gain 30 pounds probably, right? I know. I know. So I don't I, – I, I, I put a caveat in there and say, hey, uh, I don't endorse it to drink a Sun Drop Soda. But uh, for him, I think it works. So could you um, yeah, take some like lemon peels and orange – rinds and just like yeah wow. just kind of rub them all over your body and that might suffice instead of the soda. lemon peels i mean you Maybe. could probably do that i mean is that gonna help i mean how long is that gonna last stuff like that i don't know great, great suggestion Carl. great <laughs> suggestion i mean basically what you're what i'm hearing is every you know group stop every trailhead break every lunch break i should be lifting carl's armpits up and checking the armpits because he's very sweaty <laughs> And there could be ticks in it. I would, I would love if you did that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's what friends are for. So yeah, 
Yeah, we kind of cut you off there, but you mentioned permethrin. I don't know the, that Derek yeah. knows a whole lot about it. I've, like I said, I've only used it once. Yeah, going to that, I, I've never even heard of that. We don't. Yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. One of the concerns I had with it was you're soaking or spraying or whatever, you know, some of your clothing with a chemical, and then that you're just wearing the chemical. And so, is that, you know, like is that doing any any harm? Is it more harm than good? More good than harm? Like, what's what, what are your thoughts? It's more benefit than any possible harm. That's for okay. sure. Uh, there's been no known uh, repercussions from it at all in, in decades. All right. Huh. Okay. It's just for clothes and gear. You don't put it on your skin. If you put it on your skin, it's useless after about 10, uh, oh. 15 to 20 minutes. I was going to say that could be a natural oils, yeah. Your natural oils dissipate it, and it's useless. Okay. So, But yeah. it is wonderful for clothes. Uh, it's best to put it on your clothes and let it dry overnight or at least three or four hours. Huh. It's odorless. Hunters like it too. And uh, backpackers, you can spray it on your your gear, you know, your your tent, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And it's uh, mm-hmm. it's harmless. I mean, military's been using it for like several decades. All right, they infuse all their clothes. Wow. Yeah, there's been some other stuff the military uses <laughs> that I'm not so sure. I don't want I'm to just use. saying, yeah. <laughs> how long does it last? Like, if you were to huh. do say a through hike, Appalachian Trail or something, like how long before you have to reapply? Typically, the kind that you buy at the store. Uh, you have to reapply every mm-hmm. six weeks. But I actually work with okay. a product that the only one in the country that it's a, oh, it's a concentrate wow. where you could literally treat your clothes for six months. Wow. Okay. So that and it cuts your cost in half because you mix it yourself. Mm. Uh, you just okay. uh, okay. concentrate, dump it in a bottle, pour water in it. You know, and however much you put in there, the more you put in there, the longer it's going to okay. last. It's basically what it wow. is. Wow. Okay. So okay. it's it's really cool. Just so you know how it works, uh, as opposed to like DEET. I mean, we all know what DEET is, right? DEET's like the plastic uh, melting substance in most of the uh, like yeah. and stuff. DEET, or some people like <laughs> right. to use picaridin. It's a little less evasive than DEET. Uh, but sometimes people <laughs> right. use 100% DEET. You don't need to use 100%. It's disgusting. Uh, the only difference between 25% and 100% is the more, the higher the percentage, the longer it's going to last you know, that you use. Uh, so at 25%, right. you may have to put on a little more, but it's... Uh, it's, it's just as effective. But okay. the way right. DEET works, as an example, is the scent, the aroma, the smell is what deters, is what's, what the repellent oh. is. So when a, a mosquito comes by you and they smell that, that uh, DEET, uh, to them it says there's no blood there. So then they fly off. Right. The way, the way permethrin works is different. It's called a contact repellent. What that means is when a fly or a, you know, a mosquito or, or a black fly or a tick comes in contact with it, then they notice it. When ticks right. start crawling up pants that are uh, treated with permethrin, or, or I highly recommend putting on shoes and socks and pants and shirts too, of course. When they feel that permethrin, it drives their nervous system nuts. To them, it feels mm. like they're walking on an electric grid. So are they, are they, are they okay. just going to bail off of your shoe? They're going to jump off? My- yeah, a lot of times they will bail off huh. uh, if they're on there for more than a minute. In a lot of cases, uh, you know, walking all on permethrin treated stuff, yeah, it's gonna they're going to be a lot less useful. Uh, they're going to fall off. A lot of times they're going to die eventually and then fall off. Well, I think we found the problem. I think Carl must have worn it on his face as a cologne. He may and, have. and that's mm. probably why he got attacked by ticks. So. Or did you spray it in your armpits? Yeah. What would you use it for? Probably both, Brian. <laughs> probably both. <laughs> I had a different thought. I, I thought that maybe um, Derek's personality is more called human permethrin. That's not even real. What are you? What? what not are you? Even I, I had uh, a couple years ago, I had a, a black fly land on my thigh. When I was out of my mom's in the country, okay. okay? And of course, my, my genes were treated with permethrin. And, Brian, uh, Brian, is this is this in the UP, Brian? Yes. Is this in the UP? It's in the UP, in the UP. Iron, Iron Mountain Got in, it. in Upper Peninsula. Got it, okay. And I'm watching this black fly. It's 
dancing on my 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 thigh. They call it the hot feet center because it felt the permethrin. But if it would have had a had brains and a word, if it could talk to me, it would have said, "What the heck did I just land on here? I never felt anything like this before." You know. Interesting. So it eventually, it eventually right. flew off, and I say, "Cha-ching! I won." <laughs> I could see you actually saying that. Yeah. So you, you know, didn't you didn't take a hammer to your thigh then is what you're saying? No, not that day. Yeah. Okay. And I only use not a rubber that. mallet instead of a real strong hammer. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, rubber that's, mallet, obviously. I mean, you're a gentler terminator there. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Brian, were you, Brian, were you ever worried about like getting like Lyme disease or anything like I had somebody I, I taught and they got Lyme disease from some ticks and stuff and it was just like a nightmare. I don't know if you've ever like been concerned about that. Oh yeah. I mean that Lyme disease is uh prevalent around here. That's why I protect yeah, myself, right. and that's why I encourage people to t- protect themselves so much. Because uh, one yeah. little tick could give you a Lyme disease. So just and just to clarify, Crazy. you could prevent Lyme yeah. disease with limes, right? <laughs> the citrus thing. How he has friends, I don't know. <laughs> Lime would be a, a citrus fruit. I mean, so that would be a, a kind of a deterrent. So it's you know, but it's not going to prevent Lyme disease, no. No, no. I just meant like if you're using the citrus fruit to prevent the ticks from getting at you in the first place, then that's preventing the disease from entering your body. Obviously, doing tick checks on when you're in an area that has ticks is extremely important that day, all right? When a tick is stuck to you, even the way you take it off, you want to be careful because you don't want to make a tick mad. You don't want to tick off a tick right. when they're stuck to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to burrow? They're going to burrow. Sometimes they do, yeah. Yeah. When they're stuck to you, you want to take them off. The, the most gentle way you can take them off is with a fine tip tweezers. If you grab okay. with your fingers, which we've all done, right. you, you're going to kind of grab by the stomach. and kind of like somebody grabbing you by the stomach. You know, They're more apt to puke the bad stuff in you, which you don't want mm, them to do in okay. the process of taking them off. Okay. Right. So the sooner you take one off, the less apt they're going to be yeah. to give you bad stuff. All right? Okay. So if they're on you for more than 24 hours, most ticks... Uh, that's the, kind of the time limit where they're going to give you some bad stuff. So if you do uh, tick checks every day and at the end of the day, you know, you uh, check yourself and you find one, they take it off, you're yeah. a lot less likely to get anything. But okay. in the process of taking them off, you know, you want to be gentle, right. take them off, and then you can beat them with a hammer if you want when they're off. <laughs> and you want to try and grab them by what? Like the furthest part closest to the head you can get to? Is that right right to the going? very bottom of the skin and, and okay. pull straight up. Got okay. It. Oh, okay. With a you know right right to the skin, and then if a little bit right. of their their uh, mouth is left in you, it's no big deal. It'll come out in a couple of days. God made our skin and it kind of puke that bad stuff out, you know, uh, their right. their little uh, stuff. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah. But watch that bite then too. If that bite okay. has a bad reaction, if it has, uh, if you start having flu like symptoms, if if it's a bullseye rash, if, like I say, if it's a bad reaction, you want to see a physician within yeah. a couple of days. And tell them it's a tick bite. Maybe even bring the tick in there just to prove it to them or whatever. Okay. Depending on where you live, like where we live, our doctor's a lot more yeah. familiar with it. So if your if your tick sticks to the rubber mallet, just bring the rubber mallet to the hospital. Yeah, that uh, too. Probably the better show them the. Put tape. a piece okay. of tape on it too, so it doesn't come off. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. D. We mentioned the permethrin. There's a couple other things that people use to, you know, prevent bugs in one way or another. So I just wanted your advice. Any thoughts on citronella as a kind of the natural? Yeah. You know, I know that's used for mosquitoes. All right, thumbs up, thumbs down. You like it, you don't no, like that's, it? No, that'd be fine, yeah. That's actually part of what okay. uh, I talked about. Those are ticks. Those are smells that ticks don't like, okay? Okay. And we got a list of them. Ticks don't like essential oils. 
peppermint, lemon, eucalyptus, okay. vinegar, cedar, lavender, and citronella. Ooh, whoa. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I, I've used that for mosquitoes, and it does yeah. not seem to do anything. So good to know that it does something for other bugs. But um, And then are you familiar with the Thermacell? Yeah. Are you, um, okay, I, ha- I have not used it, but I'm looking at getting one for the summer where you plug it into the – you know, your fuel canister and then it emits, I forget, some sort of odor to send bugs away. Does that work for ticks as well? I would doubt that would work for ticks much. Uh, for okay. mosquitoes, I've heard some people use it for that. I mean, I'm not endorsing right. it by any means. For ticks, right. probably not. And the last one was, so I was at the outdoor retailer show a couple months ago and they had this company who just, they didn't have a very good presentation, so I couldn't even tell the name of the company, but they try to sell me on these wearable devices that emitted a sound and you're supposed to put them on your shoe and then you turn them on Ooh. and they just kind of, I don't think you can, once you turn it on, you can't turn it off. So, so the sound kind of emits at a high pitch frequency that humans can't hear and it's supposed to keep the ticks away. And I think the device lasted for six months before you had to buy another one. But are you familiar with that a device similar to that at all? I may have heard something like that. Uh, okay. How well that's going to work? I've never tested it, to be honest with you. If you have read as much information as I have, <laughs> I mean, hundreds of hours of research on this kind of stuff, everything keeps coming back to permethrin and DEET. So yeah, the chemical-based things. You already mentioned, you know, stick to the trail as best you can. That was a tip you had. Do you have any other tips for just avoiding bugs in general, like outside of gear, just whether it's, you know, places to go, places to camp, just, you know, things that we can physically do to set ourselves up better? Probably stay away from swampy areas, drier areas. Uh, Ticks are going to be around more moist areas if they can. They're going to be in a shaded area over a a, a sunny area. So above tree line on a mountain pass, for example, you're probably not going to see. Yeah, I'm ticks. not. I'm not sure how much they are in mountains. Speaking of mountains, are also, I learned this here several years ago. We have a few different ticks in the United States. There's about 800 ticks worldwide species of them. Uh, in the United States, we probably have maybe 50 or less. Okay, and the one the ticks that we have over here, pretty much on the eastern part of the United States, uh, are one kind. Mm-hmm. Colorado and that some in, in the Rockies they have a little bit different tick, and it actually actually ends up living in uh, little varmint nests, okay, like maybe squirrels uh, and nests like that. Hmm. And uh, I keep reading about where let's say uh, somebody's out backpacking and they uh, happen upon a old trapper shack, okay, okay, that was used for decades ago, and they hmm. say, hey, that'd be a good place to to just sleep tonight. You know, maybe it's gonna rain. And uh, from what I read, I would say no to that. Why? Because it's very common and very possible that in that shack, there could be a nest of, of a squirrel or something like that. And these, these particular ticks live in yeah. those nests, okay? And those, at nighttime, they're nocturnal ticks, so they're different than the ones we have around here. And what, what I keep reading is that sometimes those ticks will come down from that nest at night and feed on the peep on the unsuspecting backpackers there in their sleeping bags, feed on them for about a half an hour, okay? And then they go back up their nest. So they don't even notice it because it's while they're sleeping, the crafty little ticks will do that. That's our third horror movie you've just described there based on this episode. <laughs> spider ticks coming down to suck my blood. Spider you ticks. Know? 
Exactly. And the other issue with old trapper shacks is that like 90% of them are haunted probably too, right? Oh, for sure. I just remember that, that Cr- too. Yeah. Haunted crusty with old <laughs> dusty <laughs> wood. <laughs> Splinters and ticks. We have those, like I have a couple that aren't too far from my house, just up in the hills. And there's, you know, like they're not, they're kind of off to the side of trails and there's never been a scenario where I've been thinking, I want to go inside there. And there's definitely not a scenario <laughs> where I think I want to go camp inside there. They do not look inviting. They look like they're going to collapse on you. Oh, so, man. Yeah. yeah. Derek, would you sleep sure. in a trapper shack? No, no way. No okay. way. I, I w- I'll say this. I was in a trapper shack in Antarctica and I would do that. That's about it. Okay. Probably not a lot of ticks in Antarctica, though, no, right? No, there's no ticks. Probably no. not, yeah. They say that Alaska, you know, uh, you know, it's not quite Antarctica, but Alaska does not have two things. Okay. Very many snakes and virtually no ticks. That's, wow, that's wonderful. They got other stuff. They got plenty of other bugs, Yeah, though. they got some other. <laughs> plenty of yeah. other stuff there. Was your, was your Antarctica trapper shack, was that haunted? That was uh, very pleasant, actually. Had a fireplace, okay. a tea kettle, things like that. So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was great. Nice. All right. We'll, we'll have to circle back to that one here in a little bit, but... um. Okay, and then so we Good had one. some kind of some last minute listener questions pop up. What's a bug's favorite social media to use? Jeez. This is uh, he's struggling, he's struggling. What I'm just social listener media. questions, listener TikTok, Carl. It's TikTok. TikTok, it's TikTok, TikTok is correct, we, we, Derek. Thank you for for jumping in there. We, uh, people people one. knew. Just heads up. People people knew at TikTok. Is your favorite relative <laughs> your aunt? He could do this all day, Brian. <laughs> and uh, okay. legit listener questions here. We've got: Is there a specific color ticks are more attracted to that would be best not to wear? Well, they say color that matter. the ticks are more attracted to lighter colors. Okay. Uh, but then it kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, you may attract them, and then you can see them easier because I read a lot of stuff where they say, you know, wear light-colored clothing uh, so you can see ticks if they're on you so you can pick them off better. Well, and you could be wearing, like, darker-colored camouflage clothing, and you could legitimately be camouflaged then. I, I was just thinking you're so white, they might be blinded by it. And, and deter- that could be a deterrent <laughs> in, in itself. No tan you know? on them? So just to clarify, you're calling me... Like like pasty Derek's calling me the guy with the, with the white skin is that pasty is that Derek? No, that is. I love how you just create. <laughs> you'll create a sentence and then like insert the answer before anybody can answer it. That's what you're saying, right? So if he, we we stand side by side. People think, yeah, Carl's struggling with um, yeah, not enough color on on the skin. I'm there. Is say that accurate? that's uh, like eighty percent accurate. Yes, eighty <laughs> percent. Okay, so you had alluded to the fact that you've got some sort of a concoction some sort of a permethrin, like longer lasting concoction and you've got access to it or you've got a website where we can find this. Can you tell us yep. all that my stuff? W- my website is called The Tick Terminator. And uh, obviously it has that permethrin on there. We just a couple other repellents yeah. on there too. I don't have a whole lot. Last fall, I, uh, a guy from uh, Midwest Backpackers did a review on the, on the uh, permethrin also. And uh, but he did an outstanding job of comparing ours to the other popular ones out there, and I didn't even tell him how to do it. I was so impressed with it. I thought, oh my gosh, buddy, you did a great job. I couldn't have written a script better myself. He called it a better permethrin. Better permethrin. Okay, I like this. This is good. I'm on your website right now. You got lots of videos and all all kinds of goodies on here. So check out the Tick Terminator. There's a lot of really good information on there. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of good free information, not just about permethrin. Yeah. Uh, another thing is too. Uh, let's say if somebody's out backpacking and they're just out 
uh, someplace and they're in a, maybe a, they find some ticks on them when they get home. Yeah. Here's a simple, a simple little tip to do if you're not treat, if you haven't treated your clothes or whatever, and you want to get rid of the ticks. But if you find one, there's probably could be a couple more that you can't see. So what you do is you take your clothes and you put them in the dryer on high for about 10 to 15 minutes, not the washing machine. You put them in the dryer first, and that dry heat will kill them, and then you can put them in the washer. Okay. Would they, well, do they get caught in the lint trap, or where do they end up? <laughs> no, the, the heat kills yeah, them. Yeah, so they just, are they just kind of like rolling around in the bottom of the well, where's dryer? Their, where's their carcass go? Right, right, right. Well, you would have to you'd have to get a vacuum cleaner and take them all out, you know. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's. I don't know. I probably gets caught in them. Nobody ever asked me that. That's what I like about you guys. This is crazy. Oh, we think about everything. They don't drown in the washing machine. Can you hammer the ticks inside the dryer? That would be. What are you? What? <laughs> Who are you? Hammer the t- with a rubber mallet. What? We've been talking about this the whole time. What, <laughs> what kind of question is that? Inside the dryer. Stay I can with see us, you. Derek. Stay I with us. I can see you shoulders deep in your dryer just with a hammer going crazy. <laughs> that's that's why that's funny. And that's, your wife's like, what are you doing, Carl? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I got permission from the Tick Terminator. That's what Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, that, no, that's actually a really good tip right there. So, dryer first, and then, obviously, the washer. Okay. And then washer. They don't, apparently, they don't drown, is what you're saying. No, that's what I'm saying. you got to kill them first, and then, and then uh, uh, let their corpse fly around in, in a washer. If these they are tough little, these are tough little buggers, aren't they? Oh, Gosh. they are. Yeah, they are. I right. mean, they don't even die in the wintertime. I mean, they dive down under the leaf litter, you know, and, and then snow comes on in our area, and uh, they yeah. hibernate, and uh, they, they come out the next spring. Unreal. They're pretty hard. They only have to eat one time a year. And they just choose humans. Oh, nice. Hopefully it's not me. Now, the one in the trapper shacks, that's a little bit different tick, so they eat you know, a lot more frequently. Uh, but most ticks in the country here eat about one time a year. They live about three years, is this typically. Good to know. Do you have any pet ticks, Brian? Do you have any pet ticks, like in a little aquarium or something? <laughs> no? He smashes them. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he does experiments. I used to bring them in the house. Years years ago when I was doing oh, my original experiments, yeah. I would bring ticks. Oh, yeah. I, I bring them in the basement, and uh, I'd, I'd do wood ticking with my with my grandkids. <laughs> yeah, we had a ball with them. You know, I'd do an experiment. Oh, and I literally... To show you how crazy, I mean, I literally bought ticks from Oklahoma oh. State University in in the wintertime to buy. I mean, who spends thirty six dollars on ticks? Right, you know, right. In February, the tick terminator. You got to be half yeah. crazy, you know. So I really fit that. <laughs> the crazy things yeah, you guys yeah. do yeah. up in the UP will so just baffle me forever. <laughs> but then you also mentioned before we started, uh, you know, recording here that you have a tick poem. Is that correct? Here we go. Goes okay. like this. I hate them little suckers. I want to terminate them all. So I do it with permethrin and love to watch them fall. From head to toe, I spray this stuff. My shoe, socks, clothes, and hats, because it works on more than ticks, like skeeters, chiggers, and even gnats. So I ask you if, so I ask you if you're listening to keep away from Lyme. Get started with permethrin, and now wow, is the perfect wow. time. Thank snap, you. Snap, snap, snap. Okay, that's applause. Carl, that's applause. Carl, when you read a poem, you do <laughs> snaps. You don't clap. You do, you do snaps. There you go. If you want to, in a future poem, if you want to mm. use any of our lines about sugars, drying machine smashing, or using wow. lime to prevent lime, you have you have at it. You can take <laughs> all that stuff. Okay, good. Well, Brian Anderson, the Tick Terminator, this has been a pleasure. We have not only learned a lot, but we've actually have quite a bit of ammunition to talk about was, in relation to how to terminate yeah. ticks and. Let's pack the tweezers. Pack the tweezers. We, yeah, we'll talk about that for sure, Derek. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. follow up with that. So. 
Brian, thank you so much for coming on our show and being a guest. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I I like to laugh and learn. That's that's like our tagline for our podcast. Don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all? I know. Whoa. So we got stories. We got a poem. We got... We got it all. Everything. We got trapper cabins that are potentially haunted with ticks. So, yeah. What... The trapper cabin. Yeah, what's your takeaway? What you got? There's so much to take away from. I mean, it, it made me a little bit more phobic, uh, like because for years, you know, we go on these trips, and I'm like, I'm not really thinking about the ticks because I've never really dealt with the ticks. But now, he's like, they're just lying in wait in the sh- mm. in the shin high grass or whatever, <laughs> and they're gonna be jumping onto you and sucking right. your. I'm like, what? So yeah, I'm gonna be definitely more aware. Do we do like what? Have we ever done a tick? like check on a backpacking trip maybe once well we're more western based and so we haven't necessarily needed to and wait you said we're in tick country though so maybe we should yeah it's not but we're not in the heavy 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 tick population zone right okay there you go and a lot of times we are going pretty high up in the mountains and and the the area he described kind of more boggy marshy we're outside of like gravel pit lake we're typically away from i was just gonna say that you were thinking gravel pit lake when he talked about the marshes right I was a hundred percent. I almost mentioned it, but it would have been like, what are you talking yeah. about? So yeah. Yeah. Um, the stories he was telling about the tick in the eye. I mean, I, I told my daughter that later and she was just like, that's going to give me nightmares. But I was like, have fun. Enjoy that. Uh, it, it was, it's crazy where these things go and like how like just relentless right. they are. Yeah. Relentless is a good word. Actually. Relentless. They just burrow into your skin and just, what did he say? He found one burrowed into his back, into right? Which had all kinds of yeah. Yeah, that's oh. gross. Oh, good times. Um, but I did learn a lot. Um, you know, permethrin, was it, right? And um, Premethrin? Yeah, I don't know. I always mispronounce that. Premethrin, permethrin. Yeah. I had never, I've never heard about it here, but it was it was good to learn about something that was um, yeah. potentially really helpful. So. so you'd never heard of permethrin before, even though we talked about it on our podcast? On th- this episode? Not I mean, on this episode. We talked about it previously. Forever episode. ago? I, I said it was like something. I forget how I phrased, but I said. Did I remember like a weird word you said? Like it wasn't forever, forever ago. ago. It was last season. I said this was something that <laughs> I thought was season. useless, and <laughs> I got a ton of pushback on it because people basically said we don't go without it. Essentially, east. I'm I'm recalling. I'm recalling yeah. that conversation. And then I yeah. said, um, and I, one of the things I said was like, do you really want to wear all that chemical, like the chemicals, like you know, on your body at all times? And one guy said, look, I drink Coke, so I'm not too worried about chemicals. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. No. So wait, but you were saying he was saying what, what was your thought when he's like, you know, there's been no side effects to this these chemicals being on your body. Yeah. How many times has that right? been said with chemicals like over the years, right? right? Just like so. like remember like all the I don't know, you can go back to conspiracy theory treatments of like how they tested things out on soldiers back during the Vietnam War and yeah, so I don't know that Yeah. I don't know that that convinced me, but I'll tell you what, I think I would be willing to risk the chemicals to avoid the ticks if I was going into a heavy zone. If, well, yeah, if you live in the uh, what was it, the UP as he said. Or, he mentioned Kentucky too, yeah. In Kentucky, Oklahoma, I know has a bunch too. Like, I'd probably be wanting to do this more often too, even right. though it's maybe maybe not the ideal thing to put chemicals all over yourself, but or your clothes and all that. But right, people that have been doing this for years could care less. They could, they're like, yeah, whatever. But I think they would be interested. The whole you know reapply the chemicals kind of thing. He's got that concoction that right is you know he says it's going to last whatever six months. That's pretty impressive. Right. 
Well, you're going to be rubbing what, like orange and lime peels all over your body. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to do that. I'm going to rub them onto my, I, I would wear long pants in the in those types of zones. Are you, you going to tuck your pants into your socks? Are you going to do it? Um, if I could, too, if I could kind of, if I wore like the, the long socks so that the socks could go up to my knees, that would look the best, right? That would be ideal. Yeah. Soccer okay. socks is what you want to go for. Right. Soccer socks. Maybe more like superhero colors though. Maybe just, just wear like a onesie tights, you know? Just like a super, what? maybe like a, maybe like a, a Snuggie. Just wear a Snuggie on the trail. You're good. Uh, I did, I'll share that I did learn that I'm not immune to embarrassment with the clothing. And like, so we recently released on our YouTube channel, Rock and I did kind of like a mockumentary yeah. for, for uh, Bigfoot hunters. Mm. I don't think you watched that video, did you? Yeah, I did. I watched it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So we did this scene where like Rocky literally kind of like bumps a Bigfoot with, with his car. Yeah. Right, that was funny. and I was the one that was dressed in the the Bigfoot costume. Yeah. Oh wait, that wasn't that wasn't real. It wasn't real. Sorry. Sorry to spoil. Whoa. Spoiler alert. Whoa. Yeah. Wait a minute. I know. I know. So so basically, so I gave Rocky the keys, and then I like threw the costume on real quick. Yeah. It had to have taken him five minutes for him to get the keys into the ignition and to start the car. I'm like, hey, let's get this rolling here because <laughs> like cars are driving by, they're staring at me. We're near a campground. People are like, what is going on there? I had a costume on, I was still embarrassed. What's the chunk? <laughs> they can't even see who you are. I'm like, start the car. I'm like yelling through the window. I got, oh. I'm not typically that very aggressive. I'm like yelling, start the car, start the That's car. That's hilarious. I, I was gonna yeah. encourage you like afterwards to wear the costume and go get some like drive-through food. Well, I was, yeah, no, I, I was trying to convince Jessica my wife to wear the costume and then to get reactions from people that like pulled up next to us. That would the, be hilarious. You know, yeah, we'll do that. That's that's still to come possibly. That'd be great. But yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a side note for sure. So let's see, other takeaways we had. So one thing that he mentioned was, you know, obviously taking the ticks out with the tweezers mm. and you're like, bring the tweezers with you. Yeah. And yeah, we all, just so you know, we always have like these lightweight tweezers that are part of our first aid kit. That, those are definitely recommended. Those, I mean, whether it's splinters, whether it's ticks, whether it, like those things you have to have as part of your first aid kit, in my opinion. It, it, should we be doing more tick checks is my question. Do you think we should be doing that more? I think if we go east of here, definitely if we're going lower elevation, but I'll share this. So some mm. of the listener questions from our Patreon folk, I, I threw it out there and I only got two people that were willing to to kind of chime in with questions. And that was um, Jer Bear and Jer Bear. Craft Room Jason, both from Oregon. Okay. And so I thought, well, hey, if these West guys Coast. are, you know, if they're, if they're responding, there must be, that must be a problem in Oregon. And right. we were looking to go on a backpacking in Oregon soon. So I, I, I just kind of re- reached out. I was like, hey, is this is this something we should be concerned about there? And they're like, mm, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's mainly east of here is what I'll well, say. Well, he was and he was saying to a lot of the southern states and uh, and all that. And I, yeah. I can remember like um, people I knew who, who grew up in like Arkansas, Alabama, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma. They were they were regularly telling me they were doing like tick checks every night when they come in for dinner or something like that. I'm like, a tick check? Yeah. Every night. Well, we had That's somebody crazy. reach out to us that told us they went backpacking in Virginia and they, they set up their tent. I don't know. They left for a minute and came back to it and it was like covered in ticks. What? And I thought, I'm leaving. I'm not staying at that point. No. That's not my, no way. That's not my thing. So, Absolutely yeah. not. Would you, let's say, okay, let's say in Colorado in a trapper's cabin that we checked did not have oh. any rodents would you be willing oh. to stay a night in a trapper's cabin no no it's too risky this is too let's assume like we checked it for rodents whatever tent way more fun uh 
there's just too many unknowns in okay. something like that. It's just would you? What if you? Okay, what if you set up your tent inside the trapper's I'm not cabin? Not going to respond to that. That is absurd. And no, it's like an extra layer of protection from what ticks. If, if you're spread ticks or rodents, no, yeah. they're going to get. They're going to go where they want to go. You know that. Like the ticks. Do are, you think that your tent is penetrable? I think that the trapper's cabin is going to trap us in a. It's going to trap us. There's going to be okay. stuff already in there that we can't see, and it's going to come out. How of do you get out of a trapped trapper's cabin? You uh, light it on fire and run out from the inside. You from light the it on inside. Fire. From the inside. From the inside, and then okay. you and then you run out and jump in the uh, into the poop station next to it to you know oh clean gosh. yourself. You can't get that information on any other podcast, folks. Nope. There you That's go. It. How to get out of a trapped trapper's cabin? You light it on fire from the inside. Then from jump. The inside. Then jump in a poop station, and yeah. uh, that'll that'll get rid of any ticks. They don't like poop. People say backpacking and blisters and wisdom, but definitely not in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. That's fair. Uh, okay. Other, yeah. Any other takeaways or reactions to anything you said? No, that was that was a fabulous. I, I like that a lot, though. Overall, it's good. I have a feeling that yeah, that we're gonna get some positive reactions, and we might have the Tick Terminator back on our show. Bring it. If you're interested in that like concoction permethrin that he was suggesting, check out thetickterminator.com. He's got some other tick tips and tricks and videos and all sorts of goodies on that website. We'll have it linked in our show description. Okay, so you got some trivia coming up, yeah? We got some trivia, and we're going to drop it on you right after this. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Okay, so I got three questions. Um, I want to see just, you know, were you paying attention? Um, a little tick trivia. A little tick trivia for you. Are you ready? This is specific to ticks. I thought you were going to be like, I thought you were going to give me like a bug that nobody's ever heard of. And you're like, what kind of bug is this? No, we all know you have some listening issues. And, I have listening issues. And I just want to make sure that okay. we're, you know, just keeping a baseline of listening skills. So here we go. Um, number one, bug. What 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 mm. bug family is the tick a part of? Okay. Uh, I, I went multiple choice. I, I went easy for you. Was it the arachnid? Was it the mm. insect family? The butterfly family? 
or the dog family? The dog family. <laughs> well, he he kind of said he kind of revealed it. I think I don't. He said it weird. He said like they grow extra legs and they become arachnids. So I don't know if they're always mm. part of that family, but I got to go with arachnid. Arachnid was what I researched to be true. It, it, okay. it, they they are born with six legs and then they sprout the other two. Mm. So I guess you could say they're a okay. little bit about, but mainly arachnids. So. Right, Good job. It. Look at you. One for Thank one. you. I just listened to that. That wasn't. Are you going to pass a trivia today? I'm mm, excited. Probably not. Let's be honest. All right, here not. we go. Number two. How long does the average tick live? Like, what's their life cycle? Was it like, how... this is more of a You're film. just asking questions that he talked about. Basically, I want to see if you uh, remember. Okay. It was, uh, how long was it? Well, you're accusing me of being a bad listener, and now you're challenging my listening. I'm challenging it. All right. I'm so making it as easy as possible for is you. Is this multiple choice? No, this is a fill in the blank. Okay, then I'm going to get this wrong. It was three something. Was it three years? Three years. Is that your answer? Yeah. You're sure? No. It was three years. Okay. Okay. Because I asked him, I said, <laughs> he's like, they eat once a year. And I was like, oh, they only have three, right, right. three meals in their whole lifetime. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I was as I was researching this, I, I realized it said they prefer to have a different type of host each year. So they okay. like, you know they like a little variety. variety. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, number three, how many species of ticks are there in the continental USA? Uh, okay. He said something. I researched something else. Uh, what do you think the number was? Was it? Well, I, oh, let's see if you can figure this I'm, one out because you already oh passed. Oh my gosh! I remember? thought it was it like thirty. I have no idea. Thirty? No, it was like eight hundred or so. So close. Um, okay. so, but the research was, they said there's about 900 in all the continent of the U.S., so probably between eight and 900-ish. That's okay. a lot of ticks. That's a lot of ticks. That is a lot of ticks, yeah. And we live in a complex world, my friend. We have, you know, the Lord's creation is not simple. It is intelligently designed. So, And there's a purpose for the ticks out there, and we're going to find out one day what they are. I was gonna, I was gonna ask him like, <laughs> I, that's what I should have asked him like, what yeah. is the positive purpose? Well, of they the gotta tick? be food for something, right? So. I mean, I guess, but like, you know, you have a one to five thousand babies. It's a, uh, it's a lot of something. I got a Bible verse for the episode, my friend. Oh, let's hear it. What do you got? Okay, it's uh, Exodus ten three through five. Mm. Do you know what I'm Moses? Are we talking one? about Moses? What are yeah. We talking about? What, what do you think is going on with Moses? Ticks here? in the desert. <laughs> we got ticks. No. <laughs> Did I miss that Bible verse? Ticks, ticks in, the in the desert. That's opposite of what the tick terminator said. Is it a desert tick? What's going so on? Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country. Oh, so you're going locusts. Yeah, okay. bugs. Yeah, and they bugs. shall okay. cover the face of the land so that no one can see the land. That's that's insane. So, yeah. I just wonder, like years, you know, if like John the Baptist was like, "Man, that was a plague," but that would have been enough food for me forever. Right, right there. Right, it's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Those, those locusts are no joke. I think what are they what? like? <laughs> a billions of there. There's a locust. Oh yeah, that stays under the ground for I think it's 17 years, and they they come out. So they know they know when to come out. The cicada, cicada, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They come out. It's crazy, billions. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, we had them when we were living in Australia, and they were they were coming out at a certain time of year, and they were so loud that we had these house guests who said, "What is like? Do you guys have a power plant nearby?" And we're like, "No, <laughs> it's just the cicadas." And they're like, "No, it's not." They didn't believe us. <laughs> just the cicadas. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Anyway, so getting back to yeah. the verses. So, any takeaways from this about the the plague of the locusts or this kind of encounter here between let, Moses, Aaron, and Pharaoh? Let your people go. I mean, what, yeah. what else can I say? You know? So, what's preventing Pharaoh from making that? Uh, air, well, there's the arrogance, the, the arrogance, the pride, right. all the right. ego. You know, he wants right. to be the man, and. Uh, you know, I think as my old band used to say, the relay, take the big man down. Take the ego right. and the pride down. Get rid of it. So that's So yeah, away. I think we we focus on like the consequences sometimes, right? Like they you know, what happens if you don't do X and in this case it's a pretty pretty tough consequence. But yeah, right. it's the recipe is the is the humility and the more power you have, the more wealth you have, the more prominence you have the harder it is to humble yourself, right? Very true. And Very so true. yeah. And if you if anybody wants to learn how to humble themselves, just do a podcast with Derek. That'll humble <laughs> Jeez, you. Jeez, here we go. Yeah, yeah. It's humbling so, to watch you, you grade go. me. I get graded every week, guys. That's like I'm in school forever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a couple tidbits. All right, what do you got? You got some pretty strong reactions from the uh, the poop episode. Surprising. Okay. Surprising. Yeah. I mean, some pretty positive ones. And yep. then we had Joe from California give us Basically, a whole list of things that we just didn't cover. Oh. He's like, this episode needs a sequel. Ooh. And it was actually like a pretty good list. Okay. So I think we're going to circle back. Not We don't want to do two poop episodes in the same season, but we can definitely circle back to that. And then you mm. got some support with your pine cones. Yeah, as I should. From Doug. Yeah. yeah. Well, Doug from California says on multiple occasions, he's used the pine cones to dig a hole. Thank you, Doug. I mean, it's like ignorance is bliss, right, Doug? If, if you've done it, you know. If you haven't, you're going to mock it. He's been it. listening to our show for a while. We've talked about the pine cones for years now, and this is the first time I'm hearing about this. You know, he had to make sure it was legit. I'm not sure I'm buying this. I'm not sure I buy this. Maybe, have you ever tried it, is the question. I haven't needed all to. All this mockery. I haven't needed to. All of, the, wait, wait, all of this mockery, yeah. and you've never tried it? But why would, if I haven't needed to, why would I try it? Because you're mocking that which you don't know. Yeah, well, that's just ignorant. That's just ignorant. That's that's what you're saying. Oh, no, this is this is a you're mocking. So I, I do I hear a challenge coming up. We've, I've challenged you for years. You, you you failed to follow through on most of your challenges. This is for you to see if you can do it with a pine cone. I know I can do it. You can deflect all you want. Every time I challenge you to something, <clears throat> do something. Unless I provide all of the necessary pieces of gear, you conveniently mm. are unable to do it. Well, some of yours are ridiculous. We can go through a long list of things that you have failed to do that you agreed to do. Let's do a tandem poop pinecone dig okay. next trip. If we, well, I don't know if there's there's no pinecones where we're going, but we could bring like a little ruler, make sure it's six inches, and all this. Stuff. We'll, we'll we should do it. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll both we'll both do we'll it. We'll circle back to that. We've been you've been threatening this for years, but you just don't follow. Doug, thank you. Yeah. Enough said. Okay, he knows. That's all I got, my friend. That's all I got. Um, guys, thanks for uh, – hopefully we didn't bug you too much tonight. Uh, ah. We will see you next time on the BNB. Remember, guys, if somebody's burrowing into your skin, it's probably Carl trying to bite you and suck your blood. Yeah, we were on the trail. This is like, I don't know, three, four years ago. And, uh, you know, I said, I said, Carl, look. I said, look, you got something on your on your neck there. I think it might be, you know, might be a mosquito or tick or something like that. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's my that's that's a tick. I was like, well, let me get let me get it for you. Let me let me you know, let me let me get the tweezers. I'll pull it up. No, 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 no. He says, no, no, no. This is my friend. I was like, excuse me. This is your friend. The tick. What do you mean? 
He's like, I've just been struggling, like, meeting new people and, and like, making, making friends and stuff. And so this backpacking trip, I brought, like, a friend with me. So, you know, we'll take him out after the trip. And I said, well, look, I got the hammer in the car, and uh, I know where you sleep. So things are going to happen tonight. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.